Welcome to Connect Church. We're a new church in the East Windsor Heightstown area, and we're a church that is looking to connect to Jesus and community. We're so glad you've joined us. Welcome to Connect Church. My name is Frank. I'm the pastor here. We're so glad that you're with us today. I just want to say thank you to all of your church members just for being flexible with us again as we kind of ride the wave of COVID. Um, to all of you who, uh, again, are sick in our church, we're praying for you. We love you. Um, for those who are quarantining, hang on. <laughs> Don't lose your mind. Soon you'll be able to be free and out in the world again. Um, but again, just thank you everybody for your understanding. We miss you. We love you. We're excited to be back together. Again, the, the goal is next Sunday, the 23rd, a lot of us will be past our quarantine um, period. And so we'll be able to get back together again, just looking out for the safety of our church um, and for some of those who are at, a little more at risk. And so again, just thank you for your understanding with that. We're believing that this will be a year of being kingdom hearted. And, and again, what that means is sometimes we view faith as either a ticket to heaven or just something that gets me what I want. Maybe it's forgiveness, maybe it's blessing. And so we just walk into this with the assumption that I get something from it. Um, but this year we want to be people who bring God's kingdom here to earth. Um, as we follow Jesus, his kingdom, the, the things that he spoke about while he was here on earth, should come alive in our hearts and we should partner with him to see it happen here on earth. So we're in a series called Life in the Kingdom. We're taking a look at what it means to be people of the kingdom of God. There are markers uh, in our lives and ways that we should live. Last week, we talked about how we should be salt and light. We should stand out for what we believe and not because of what we say, but because of what we do and the way that we live our life. Today is one of my, one of my favorite parts of living in the kingdom of God, um, mostly because it's incredibly difficult. And so I was a youth pastor before this and I had a small group of guys um, that I spent my life with, I walked alongside of, and this idea would come up often in our small groups and they, it was painful for them. They really wrestled with this idea and, and it's loving your enemy. It's so easy to care for the people that we like, to care for the people that think like us, but when it comes to loving our enemy, it's hard. And, and as we would talk about this and how Jesus challenged us to it and how as, as followers of him, one of the greatest ways that we show that we do this is by going beyond just the people that we like, you would see the pain on their face and, and the wrestling of like, are you sure that Jesus really said this? Are you sure that he meant this? Again, it genuinely pained them. And, and, it, and if we're honest, the same thing is true for me. It's easy for me to go above and beyond for the people I care about, that I love, that are close to me. Right now, <laughs> my daughter is two months old. I would do anything for her. And, and it doesn't matter what it is. I would go out of my way to make sure she has everything that she needs. If I'm honest, I don't have the same heart for people that I don't like, that offend me, that hurt me, that do wrong. But today, the true marker of followers of Jesus is what we actually do for people we don't like. It's easy to care for people who act like us, who think like us. And let me say right now, we live in the information age. We've seen culture turn over. 
we are defined now by what we think. And so because of us, uh, what we think being so important, this has become the defining mark. And right now we're seeing this play out because the way I think is what defines me. If you don't think like me, we don't get along. And we're seeing this play out in a hundred different ways in our culture right now, over COVID, over politics, you name it. Even this week, the Giants fired their head coach, Joe Judge, and on Twitter, you're watching it, the people who like him, the people who don't, the people who thought he didn't get a fair shake at it because the team was so bad, and the people who think it can't get any worse, we have to start over. And you're seeing all of these different things that we think play out. We've gotten really good at being critical of people who don't think like us. We find everything wrong in them, and instead of loving them, we critique them. And so right now, as we start today, who is somebody, as I say, love your enemy or love people that you don't like? Who is someone that comes to mind for you? Is it someone who is part of a group of people who don't think like you? Is it someone you work with? Is it someone who has hurt you? Is it a family member? Uh, Who is that person right now that you have a difficulty loving? We're called to love them, plain and simple. And in fact, again, a marker of following Jesus is that we would go out of our ways to do that. And so with that, we're going to get to one of um, probably people's one of their least favorite verses in Scripture. Um, And I don't think I've really ever heard people quote this one, uh, unless maybe you're the enemy and you quote it to someone to be like, hey, you should like me still. Um, But with that, we're going to read Matthew 5 today. It says this, you have heard the law that says love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are only kind to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. And the last part of that verse is the one that is so challenging. If you're only kind to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? And that's where we see the tension of what we're talking about today. And maybe you're like me, and if you don't know, the the New Testament was written in in Greek. And so oftentimes we, we say, let's go back to the Greek. Let's take a look at the original writing and see what Jesus actually meant. And maybe, just maybe here, we mistranslate it in English. And Jesus isn't actually saying enemies. He's just saying um, people you had a disagreement with, but he did. Check the Greek. Jesus said, love your enemies. We need to have compassion and goodwill towards them. The law commanded you to love your neighbor. Leviticus 19.18 says this. And in the days of Jesus, um, some of the religious leaders actually added an application to this. Love your neighbor. And then they added an, an, an equal rule. Hate your enemy. So the religious leaders took Leviticus 19.18 and they said, uh, love your neighbor. And then they added, as much as you should love your neighbor hate your enemy. They genuinely and looked upon people who lived differently than them as people who were their enemies, and they did not love them. Sound familiar? In today's culture, people who don't act like us, think like us, and, and, and in the Old Testament often came down to outward things, circumcised, uncircumcised, um, what they ate, what they didn't eat, and, and all of these external things. And, and we see that Jesus, like he does often in, in this idea of kingdom, gets to the heart. Jesus understood that we will have enemies. 
Again, it's one of the beautiful things about Jesus. He lived like one of us along earth, and he gets what we go through. He understands life. He knows that we'll have enemies, but he challenges us. We are to respond to them in love. Even as people go against what we believe, we're supposed to show them love. We aren't called to retaliate, but to love. In doing this, we are imitating God. He shows love towards his enemies. He sends rain on the just and the unjust. And we are to love our enemies and to serve them. And in doing so, we show that we are children of God. Jesus here is teaching the character of what citizens of heaven look like. Citizens of his kingdom bear this mark. They love their enemy. We should expect the character of God's kingdom to be different than the character of the world. Why? They're two different kingdoms. And, and we see that playing out before our eyes all the time, the kingdom of the world and, and, and the way that that is versus the kingdom of God. And these two collide and we're supposed to be walking in the middle and bringing heaven back to earth again. And the character in the two is different. So our character should be different. We have a power to do what others can't do. Why? One, we do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but two, we have the Spirit of God dwelling in our hearts and in our lives. And as He fills us, we begin to have the power to live this out. We can love people that we don't get along with. We can do it. Why? God gives us the strength to, but two, He calls us to. He, he speaks it to us that this will be a defining mark that you're my follower. Love the people that aren't easy. Again, today, think of that person from the beginning who maybe is in your mind and remind yourself, I need to love them. Jesus calls for believers and followers of him to love their enemies and to pray for those who persecute us. And here are some things to remember as we talk about this today. The first thing is this, and it's so important. An enemy is a temporary position. Someone who may be your enemy now doesn't have to stay there. It's a temporary position. How do I know that? Because of Jesus, we can change. Jesus taught that we were first enemies of God, but because of Jesus, we become righteous and friends of God. We started as enemies of God, but through the resurrection of Jesus, we become his friends. And then we see examples of this lived out in scripture. Paul is a great example. He persecuted believers. He killed them. He stoned them. He imprisoned them. He met Jesus and then started planting churches and wrote letters that we read today as scripture. People may treat you badly now, and you may not even like them, but the power of Jesus can change that. Loving them is the love of Jesus on display in your life again. One of the most humbling things in this idea is I can love my enemy because I need to remember that I once was an enemy of God. And maybe some of you watching today are, are far along in your faith journey and you've known Jesus for years and sometimes we forget this truth. We forget that at some point we were on the other side, that we were the people that we may not like currently, but because of the grace of Jesus, we found him and he's changed our lives and he's transformed us. But it doesn't change the fact that at some point we were an enemy of God. And Jesus says, we love our enemies and we prove we are his children. He first modeled this by dying in our place. 
And this speaks to the fact that we love our enemies to honor God. The practical implication of this teaching is clear. And again, for those of us who want to try and maneuver this and make it into something uh, to make it easy for us, again, the application is clear. Love your enemy. It honors God. There is a great reward in loving our enemies. It's that we show we are children of heaven and we bring heaven to earth. This year, again, we believe it's one of being kingdom hearted and that we're going to bring heaven to earth. This is one of the clearest ways that we do it as followers of Jesus. Love the people that no one else does, that bother us, that annoy us, that we don't like. Why? Because even pagans, even people who don't follow Jesus love their friends. So if we want to bring heaven to earth, a different kingdom, we need to go above and beyond and love the people that are difficult. The person may never respond. They may never care that you are nice to them. It doesn't matter. It honors God. And that's why we do it. That's the heart behind it. So how do we do this? How do we love our enemies? First one, forgive. Again, maybe an enemy is a temporary position. Maybe right now you don't like someone because of something that has happened in the past. Forgive them. Forgiveness is more about us than it is the other person. It's not for you, for them, it's for you. Loving and forgiving your enemies frees you. Some of you are living in bitterness and anger and pain, and it's because you need to forgive. The second thing we can do is respond with kindness. There are some people who just won't be nice to you. And when you come in contact with these people, you have a choice. You can respond in love and kindness or you can respond the same way that they're treating you in anger in hate uh, and, and just speaking unkindly to them but here's the truth you can't control their heart you control yours you cannot control the way other people treat you but you can respond out of your own heart and gratitude and, and because again you realize the love and grace that god shows you first now let me just pause Whenever we talk about something like this, I just like to throw in a quick disclaimer. Sometimes, maybe even right now, this idea of enemy where we're speaking about it, and there are people who have legitimately hurt you. And I just want to say this isn't a reason to let people walk all over you. If people are continually hurting yourself, you need to put boundaries in place that protect yourself. But what I am saying is... It, say you, you continue to bear your heart to somebody and, and they, every time you walk away, they tell everybody else what you just told them. Stop telling them. But you can still love them and show kindness without bearing your heart to them. You can be gracious towards them and, and, and still show them the love of God without bearing your heart and putting yourself in a position to be hurt. And, and today, if you need help establishing boundaries with people like this, I just want to encourage you, go to a mature disciple, someone who's followed Jesus for a while and can help you put these boundaries in place. Um, one, so that you don't continue to be hurt and that you're safe. Um, and, and so again, just a quick disclaimer in this. Yes, we love our enemies, but sometimes that means putting boundaries up for ourselves so that we keep our hearts healthy so that we're able to do this for people and to love people genuinely and, and so I again just a quick thing for you so some random things you can do to the annoying co-worker when you're going out to buy lunch ask them if you can buy their lunch what do they want and pay for it uh, if they send you a Venmo request delete it deny it send the money back 
When a birthday comes around for someone in your family that you don't get along with, just give them a birthday card. Actually go out, buy a physical card, write in it, and mail it to them. Let them know that you care about them. The point here is that regardless of what an enemy is, we need to respond differently than they expect. And more importantly, then, then we need to respond differently than how we often want to. You're not going to convince someone that they're wrong at this point. Um, good luck with that. <laughs> because what we think uh, is that what defines us, you're not going to convince people they're wrong. But serving speaks loudly. Serve them, love them, point them to the gracious love of Jesus. And remember that you represent Christ Remember, it takes a long time to recover your witness after being a jerk. And let's be honest, I think the church at large, the capital C church, is in a season of this. This last year, we always haven't looked very loving and compassionate, especially towards people who might not think like us. We've been mean. We've been cutthroat. And because of that, the witness of the church has been damaged. How do we fix that? By loving these people well. By, by stopping the bickering and the fighting and the complaining and the whining and love and serve people. Pray for those who persecute you. I know it's hard enough that Jesus says we need to love people, but now he also says we need to pray for them too. And again, I check the Greek, but Jesus is actually saying, yes, you need to pray. Pray for your enemies. Pray for the people who don't think like you, don't act like you. And then, why, again, why is prayer important? It changes our hearts. As soon as you start to pray for somebody, you begin to have compassion for them and love for them and empathy for them. And often, really, what prayer for someone who is our enemy does is it changes us. And remember this, everyone who gives you a hard time is made in the image of God. They're image bearers of God, and because of that, their lives have value. And so again, we need to care for them. When you pray for them, you're inviting God to come and work. And let me just say a quick note. When you pray for them, you're not praying that God would convince them to think like you. You're not praying that God would get them, um, but you're praying for the love and grace uh, out of my life to overflow into theirs. And so today as we close, I just want to say, if you've never decided to follow Jesus before, today is great news for you. In Romans 5, we read, For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life, through his resurrection, we become friends of God. And it's such an incredible thing. Maybe again today you're struggling with where you stand with faith and and. Maybe the church has just done a bad job of loving you. Maybe you, you feel like an enemy of the church in some of the ways that you think and, and, and your life. Today, know that, that Jesus' death and resurrection was for you, that you would become a friend of God. It's his death and his resurrection that makes us right with him. It's nothing that we do. We don't earn it. It's already been accomplished through Jesus. It's simply trusting in who he is. And so today, wherever you're watching, you can just say, Jesus, I trust in your death and your resurrection. Would you forgive me? Would you make me your friend? God, I give my life to you. And wherever you're watching, you can pray that prayer all by yourself. Um, or if you have friends with you and bring them along with you to pray with you over you in this time. And then 
on all of our platforms today, you'll see a link that says, I decided to follow Jesus. Well, you could click that, fill out that form, let us know. We would love to get connected with you and to help you understand more of this, the decision that you've made today. Now, for those of us who do follow Jesus, I just have a few thoughts for you as we close. Today, my kindness isn't dictated on how people treat me, but it's an expression of the love that I've already received. One more time, my kindness is not dictated on how people treat me or what they think. It's an expression of the love that I have already received. Because God has given me grace and love, and I was an enemy of his, but he made me a friend, now I show that same grace and love to people that may drive me crazy. And most of all, again, why? Because they are fellow image bearers of God. Their life is valuable because of that. And so I am going to treat them like they have value, even if they drive me crazy. To love your enemies, it will take some prayer and some work and a lot of the Holy Spirit working in our lives and in our hearts. This may never change the way that people treat you. After all, people did nail Jesus to a cross. He lived this out, and he still died for it. But you will bring glory and honor to God if you live this way. And you will help bring his kingdom here to earth. You will help reestablish his kingdom here. If I'm honest today, part of me felt a little bad um, after the, the salt and light message where it feels a little similar of like where it's both like just serve and, and, and love people. But I think this is a little bit different. And, and, and this is why this last year has been hard. And, and as we said, an enemy can be a temporary position. It's not permanent. Um, and, but, and I think this idea of enemy has really changed over the last year. An enemy right now may not be some terrible person who is just incredibly mean to you, but an enemy could legitimately be a spouse, a friend, a kid, a parent, um, a co-worker. Why? Because we disagree over the way we think over all the things that have happened over this last year. What we maybe take on and what we think matters most, other people disagree with us. And so we begin to cut them off. We cancel them. We, we don't speak to them anymore. Um, this last year has been hard on marriages, on families, over disagreements. Today, this is where this has lived out maybe the most right now. Show love. Show grace. Hear. Understand. Jesus didn't say anything about being right. But he did say that we would be known by our love and not just love for people who are our friends or who think like us, but for people who may be an enemy, who don't think like us, who don't look like us. This week, instead of trying to be right, love people, serve them, and most of all, pray for them. Again, not that they would think like you, but that I would love them the way that God loves me. Jesus calls us to love our enemies, and it's difficult. It's not easy, but I believe as a church, as Connect Church, if we would get this right, what a mark this would be on our community, on our families, on our friends, where we work, in our schools. Why? Because this love stands out. Everyone loves their friend. Anyone can do that. But it's loving the people who are not our friends, who are our enemies, where we can stand out as followers of Jesus. 
We are full of opinions and stances, but would we be full of love this week? Today, let's close in prayer. Jesus, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your death and for your resurrection. God, that while we were your enemies, you came and you died in our place so that we could be forgiven and made whole. And today we can stand righteous before you because of Jesus. We thank you for that. God, I pray just for strength over everyone watching this today. God, that that your love would just overflow out of our hearts and and not just for our friends and, and the people who think like us, but for everybody. God, would we love sacrificially? Would we love humbly? Would we serve? Would we be kind? And God, as we do that, would you be glorified and honored? And would people be drawn to you because of it? We thank you that you're the ultimate example of love. Would the Holy Spirit just bring that, to, that love to life in our hearts? Would it reveal Christ more and more to us that we would look more like Jesus in the way that we love? In your name I pray, amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this encourages you to take your next steps in your faith journey with God. You can check us out more on connectchurchnj.com. Have a great day.